Now listen to me. You will do as I say. Now when I say go, you run. Run hard and fast and don't look back. But make sure you listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for E-Worlds. The battle for Endor. 1985. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. Uh, you can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 147, uh, where you can find links to subscribe to the show, uh, contact us, and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you'd like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, Aaron Strauss, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Peter Panda, The Feeling Film Podcast, and two other awesome patrons as well. My name is Francisco Ruiz. And I'm a dad, designer, and here's your boop, 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 Francisco's Flash announcement. So you're actually going to, you're listening to this episode either because the Solo, a Star Wars story movie just came out, or we needed to use this as a backup episode because another episode we had planned didn't come to fruition. So welcome to this. We are recording this from the past. What's the future like? Tell us. We'd like to know. Well, Francisco from the past, first off, let me just say Flying cars are in abundance in the future. It's amazing. Okay, just kidding. I'm not that far in the future. Uh, and this is actually going to be sort of... The solo movie hasn't come out yet, but it will be coming out soon. So that's why we're releasing this now. Also, a few more announcements. First off, it's now an, another time for a patron pick episode. So I'm going to roll the dice and see which of our patrons... You can, of course, sign up at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support if you would like to be um, one of our patron pick patrons and you get to personally pick the movie you want us to cover so here is here we go and the next person next patron to pick will be jared holzhauer so i'll be in contact with you jared or have been already for you to pick our next patron pick episode another announcement this is a lot more than a flash announcement but i want to let you guys know that we're going to be doing the Summer Free Movie Club again with uh, Christian Geek Central. And how this is going to work is each month for the summer, we're going to be picking a movie and actually reviewing it on the podcast as well. And uh, after it, we're going to be discussing the spiritual themes with anyone that is uh, live in the Twitch chat when we're uh, recording these live. And we'll answer the questions you have there uh, also, you have potential to uh, join the live conversation to actually be on the video and talk to us face-to-face if you'd like to do that. But you have to be watching at twitch.tv slash retrorewindpod to do that. And you have to watch the movies, but they're going to be free. And the movie we're going to be covering June 1st, uh, which you can watch during May on voodoo.com, V-U-D-U.com, is the Care Bears movie. And you can watch that free over at Voodoo. Uh, dot com uh free with ads of course because <laughs> nothing in life is free except grace okay uh, anyway well that wasn't really free let's not get into that back to you francisco from the past that's your francisco's boop boop boop, boop flash announcement <laughs> uh welcome and now i'd like to welcome to the show in part thanks to our patrons he's here in the flesh my good friend and co-host paul the master interrupter uh, hi powers. francisco i'm always here well, not here, here, but here on the podcast. Is that how that works? But I'm here sitting right next to you in real time, real life. And my that means the interruptions I'm not sure this was such a great are idea. coming in at real oh time, not gosh. a half second lag, but they're right on point. I don't know about on point. Well, we'll see. All right. What's up, Francisco? Hey, Paul. So I'm going to give you guys all the same trivial question. So hang tight. Let me introduce everyone else. Oh. As has become customary for our Star Wars uh, episodes, yes. we have back to the show a chief engineer and ship engineer, Danae Berg and Travis Berg. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. One's You're a welcome. chief and one's a ship? Shipman. I'm the chief. Oh, okay. Sh- or ships engineer. Ships engineer. Yes, I you are I'm the, the chief. Yes. 
Does that mean like a I think you only have a, one or two more episodes, though, uh, Travis, till you're promoted chief. I'm working real hard. I still have seniority. <laughs> Double chief. I guess, yes, you still are the chief senior or something. Welcome to the show, guys. So, since we're all, we've all been here before, I'm just going to skip the formalities and go to our trivial question for all of you. So here it is. Uh, and we'll start with Travis answering this. The character of Noah foreshadowed a science fiction film that would be written by screenwriters Ken and Jim Wheat about a man stranded on a desert, uh, as, on a desert planet when he is shipwrecked. That film became 2000's Pitch Black, starring none other than Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. I am Groot. <laughs> yes, that one. Oh, so he's back to Lucasfilms, or actually never really back. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, guys, if you were stranded on any planet or moon moon from the Star Wars universe, or the Star Wars movies, hmm. let's narrow it to that, which would it be and why? Travis? <laughs> All right, I'll go. Um, I would love if I had to Paul, be why don't you go? Any, well, thank you. If I had to be stranded anywhere, I would like to be stranded on Coruscant because I'm all about getting what I need when I want to need. I want the nearest <laughs> place where I can pick up death sticks or whatever. I don't want to be like, uh, or I'm traveling through sand and I can't find food. Do you have any idea how high the taxes are on Coruscant? I don't care. It's there. <laughs> I don't want to have to search through, uh, you know, long disposed AT-AT walkers trying to find my next meal. <laughs> okay, Ray. Uh, Danae, how, what planet or moon would you like to be on? I'm literally so bad at remembering the planet names. This well, is the, you really can describe hard. it. You can describe it and we'll tell you what the planet name is. You know that one with all the ice? I want infinite snow cone. <laughs> okay. Wait, isn't that the ice planet Hoth? Yes. Yeah. See? I know stuff. There you but go. see, the, the hard part is thinking of one that I know the name of that I would want to go yeah, to. Yeah, totally. So, not just go to, but be stranded on. Exactly. I'm like, well, the ones that I know, I'm like, not Tatooine, not Hoth. No. Not Alderaan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not Alderaan? Uh, this is a nice place, especially in the spring. So maybe the nicest one would be... The forest moon of Endor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Naboo. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be bad. I was thinking, as far as being stranded, I feel like they're the most green, easiest to survive. And the Ewoks can help feed you. Yeah. 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 Helpful, helpful people. Or feed on you, depending on if a gold god wants you as a sacrifice. (laughs) You're mixing, there's no gold gods in it. Oh, I guess. uh, Hello. Sorry, I thought you were Oh, gonna... you didn't recognize him because he has a red arm. That's why. <laughs> I thought you were mixing our DuckTales conversations <laughs> into this. No, 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 no. I was okay. talking about C3PO. Oh, okay. Uh, Travis? Uh, I think I'd pick Yavin 4. So it's kind of that, yeah. kind of that tropical feel to it. There's some abandoned ruins, so I'd have to build a house and maybe some mystical Jedi temples. Maybe I could learn maybe. to be a Jedi. Maybe. Ooh. Nice. I think you're too old. <laughs> I was too old when you taught me. Oh. True. Uh, for me, I think I would want to be on. Uh, actually, I think I would want to be on Hoth. I think that'd be cool to it be would literally be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be neato to be on Hoth, as long as the bases are still there. Like if there's nothing, all your base belong to us. But no, I think I could probably only find. tauntauns to survive. <laughs> Man, I thought he smelled, smelled bad. On the outside. <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why I think that would be an interesting experience to be stranded on. Maybe. And plus, if I wouldn't probably die of starvation or thirst, I would just die of freezing. And that can't be that bad to die that way. You're like, it's, it's like falling asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cold. And then it gets warm. Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing. This Francis, got morbid Francis fast. He's just not picking the best survival planet. He's just like, where would I like to die? <laughs> the one with the killer white teddy bears. <laughs> I think it would be Nito. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for answering your trivial question. Um, I guess I didn't really have to answer it, but 
I wanted to be part of it, yo. But with that, let's talk about this movie, Battle for Endor. Paul, will you please enter our course for Alice so we can start discussing? Sure, Alice. Let's have a Endor. kind of a roundtable discussion since we're all sitting at kind of a rectangle discussion. Breaking the fourth wall, like, as you do. Yeah. And Alice, um, so as we talk about Ewoks, colon, the battle for Endor, let's talk about what we like and didn't like, including what we like most and what we liked least. And then we'll come back for some... Uh, Just show announcements, I think, probably. Not even that, because we don't know what we're announcing when we're releasing, right? I suppose so, yeah. So So, um, let's just focus on the Ewoks, shall we? Let's do that. Alert, alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Somewhere at the end of the galaxy, two friends were about to say goodbye. What's wrong? Danger. Until the forces of evil threatened their lives. Don't let just run fast. Run. And together, they face an incredible adventure beyond imagination. There's no escape for you, my little one. Must have hope. Must escape. In the tradition of Return of the Jedi comes an action-packed motion picture for the entire family to enjoy. If you can buy me some time, we just might have a chance. A space-age fantasy daily variety praised for its superb special effects, clashes of near-epic proportions, and imagination run rampant. You let her go! Oh, Vicky, you're my very best friend. Best friend, best friend. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Yeah, um, best friend, best friend. You don't sound as sincere as Wicket does. Sorry. Well, you know what? My sincerity is beyond imagination. You can't even imagine how sincere I am. I'll take your word for it. Insincere. But here's... uh, (laughs) You see, you can't comprehend. It's unimaginable, and it's beyond memory, even. Speaking of memory. (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pilaf. Here's our memory mind melt synopsis for Ewoks Battle for Endor. The title sequence starts with maybe a crawl? Same little girl from Caravan of Courage is back with Wicket for more forceless hijinks. A girl and Ewoks find a not-millennium falcon with an old man in it. Either that or they team up with cranky Santa Claus and fast little gray hairy creature in the forest. Bad things happen. An old Millennium Falcon sits serenely in the forest woods of Endor. Girl and old man fight alongside Ewoks to fight Tusken Raiders. Endor edition. They save Endor somehow and live happily ever after. Success! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. That wasn't quite right at all. I mean, some of it, some it had some glimmers Most of, of it was right. Do you have it? Do you have another sound effect that's not incepted? Yeah, it plays backwards. Oh, and it, but that's <laughs> n- <laughs> no, I don't. No. Sorry, it's just. But I wonder what that would just, sound like are backwards. They always here's, incepted. Here's yes. what Francisco will make no, it. No, there, there's, there's a few where that has, and this is what it sounds like. Yeah, there's like, I guess that was pretty close to correct. <laughs> and then I, there's no sound effect. Yeah, it's like, I guess that's all right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes, let's move on, Paul, okay. to the technicals, please. All right, technically, the Ewoks, the Battle for Endor, runs an hour and 34 minutes and was released on the TV, not in on the, the movies. Telev- on the television. Telev- Sorry. Sure. No, whatever. On November 24th, 1985, it was directed by Jim Wait, and Wait, November 5th, 1985? 24th. 1955? No. <laughs> Doc! No. <laughs> it was directed by Jim and Ken Wheat, and it stars <clears throat> uh, Warwick Davis as Wicked. Yeah, he's in... Uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, well, Return of the Jedi, mm. which is retrorewindpodcast.com slash 79. Mm. And uh, Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason was the, was he the vice principal? 
He was the dad in this, Sindel's dad, right? Yes. But he was the vice principal in Breakfast. Uh, The Breakfast Club, which is episode, retrorewindpodcast.com slash 93. 93, excuse me. 95 yeah. is Ferris Bueller's Dale. Uh, unfortunately, I could not find a budget for this film as it was uh, made for TV and released on video. Okay. Well, here's what that sound effect sounds like. All right. So let's talk about the things <laughs> we liked uh, about this movie. If there were any, maybe there weren't. Uh, let's start with Paul, actually, since you're the guest of honor here up in Portland. Oh, thank you. Uh, one thing I liked was seeing the original cast, mainly the brother and the girl, come back for this. It was it was oh, cool to yeah. see that continue. that continuity. Yes, yeah. of the story, which uh, apparently this this film takes six months after the Caravan of Courage ended. Takes place six months after. Yes. Okay. I, you said takes six months after. Sorry, takes place. Yes. Well, it was filmed in 1985 and released at the end of 1985, so it maybe it taken six months to film. I don't know. Okay, uh, Janae, what's some new lights? I liked. Uh, it seemed like this one. So it's by contrast to Caravan of Courage, but mm-hmm. the plot was a lot better developed. I felt like. I in agree. Yeah. I mean, even though there wasn't. Still not a lot of action, I think, for a made-for-TV movie for the 80s. What? There was, like, battles. I Yeah. I, I, I think it was okay. I okay. think the plot development was a lot better. It was a little bit more seamless, and it seemed like there's more character motivation for certain actions. I yeah. Agree. Though I did like the, the different... I, I mean, I wish... I think we talked about this in our Caravan of Courage episode, but I liked all the sort of adventure set pieces all the little mini quests they go on mm-hmm. i just and caravan of courage i just mm-hmm. wish they amounted to more yeah like they they took loot from each quest that helped them with the yeah. next quest and generally worked that way that's the gamer in me i guess but yeah. uh in this though yeah i'd, I'd agree that the story was developed and um more polished more polished yeah it felt more cohesive uh travis how about you what's something you liked was actually something I started off not liking, but then as oh, I thought about it more, I was like, oh, actually, no, that's pretty cool. Um, the uh, Just the, the craftiness and engineering capabilities of the Ewoks okay. and, and the other people, too. Like, Even though it took them quite a while to th- get that catapult working. Uh, well, ex- with the well, exception they didn't of make the that catapult. catapult because that was like out of metal and stuff. Yeah. So they were trying to figure that out. But they get trapped in a cave and they make mm-hmm. a glider yeah. and they're like, that couldn't happen. You're like, no, those guys, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they trained uh, MacGyver, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's how that worked. Yeah. Oh, my word. Something I liked was actually uh, revolved around Sindel. I, I felt like, I don't know, for some reason, I, I felt more emotionally connected with her or f- mm-hmm. almost um, was, was more invo- emotionally invested in her in this movie than even Caravan of Courage. Is that because she lost her family? Maybe it was that. I also felt like whenever she was sad, I, I felt a little sad. I, I mean, I, I could, I felt like I was able to, um, to buy into her emotions. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. So she should develop more as an actress. I suppose. Yeah. I th- um, oh, I was going to say, I think maybe too, because she didn't have her brother's emotions distracting from her as a oh. character. Oh, I think that, that made her stand out more because uh, she was yeah. the main. Yeah, that Good could call. be. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back to you, Danae. What's something else you liked? Um, I really liked Teak, the little, the little yeah. mini Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I thought we'll talk I, about that later. <laughs> right. Well, I I liked I. I thought that he was going to be really annoying at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it kind of grew on me. So as far as the characters did went, he? Francisco apparently did not <laughs> like it. Uh, I thought he was funny it, without yeah. being super obnoxious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll hear yeah, later. Yeah, good. Did anyone else like Teak? <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Was that something you actually liked, Paul? Yeah, that's my classic maker. Since you're calling me out on it, Teak <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I came up with a hashtag for him. Oh, yeah? What's oh, that? Yeah, what's Teak is not impressed. Hashtag Teak is not impressed. <laughs> Why? Because he shook his head several times in the movie with oh, disappointment. Oh. You know what? He endured a lot. The cranky old man, he was but, like, I'm not going to get let him get me down. But I'm he's just smiling go. all the time. He never not smiles. He, not when he broke his arm. Did you see him break his arm? He no. was sad and rubbing it. Wow. He broke his arm? I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. When did that Get happen? off your phone and watch the movie. <laughs> 
He was taking notes. At the end, he's like thrown into a tree and he comes oh, out yeah. and he's oh. rubbing his arm. At the end, it's in a sling. I didn't know oh, he I broke didn't, his arm. Yeah. I didn't know so it was in a sling. Yeah. How'd you know he just didn't bone I've seen it. the movie twice in the last year. That's how I know. Okay. Forget the details. Fine. <laughs> he, was like a, he was like a cross between... Like an obnoxious little kid, but cute, cute and obnoxious, and then like an older, wise grandfather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, and I and I know we said this off air, but I loved seeing him in the Star Tours uh, setup at the beginning. Since they redid the Star Tours, they have a new video when you they tell you to put on your seatbelts. But back in the day. They used to have instructional video, and he was one of the characters showing putting his seatbelt on. I was like, yeah. yeah. That was cool. He wasn't running fast, though, but I did like him running fast. That <laughs> added a cool element. Maybe he learned that from a Jedi. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Could he be a Jedi? Is there Ooh. Any... Or, or maybe he has force sensitivity like the blind guy in Rogue One, yeah. mm-hmm. where he has some capability to, to use the force, but it's not... At his, what if he learned it from a Sith? And old man Noah was a Sith. Secret Sith. I don't think there's any any. He's cranky enough. <laughs> <laughs> he lets his emotions fly. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's go. Let's go. You, Paul. What's something you liked that isn't a classic maker? Oh man. So I laughed out loud both times because I did. I forgot about it. I wasn't expecting it, but I wrote down when the guard runs into the tree. It's just so funny. Oh. He's looking at the the captured Ewoks in this in this wagon. Thing. Yes, and he's looking at them to the side, and then all of a sudden, wham! Right into the tree. I love that 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 slapstick comedy, and I thought it was so well done. And honestly, I probably could relate to it a little bit. I could see myself doing that. Did they have much more of that type of comedy? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, it was like we were debating if it was the same actor that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Like if he kept being the one that has something, some mishap or something. Yeah. 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 They all look the same. They do. (laughs) Though I do want to say that actually gets me one of my likes. I thought these bad guys were portrayed, I felt like they're a lot more threatening looking than mm. even the big giant in Caravan of Courage. That's and I, true. I thought they were, they were done well, well in that regard. The Caravan of Courage, the guy did look, that big troll guy did look threatening, but because they were smaller and more of numbered, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And even when Sindel has that dream where she's being called out yeah. and you see them break, I forget if they're breaking into the house yeah. or just surrounding it. Yeah. And then she goes to wake up who she thinks is Noah and it's the Tarek, the main bad guy, like, like, ferocious hair yeah. that freaked me out so yeah. I feel like in fact it's so freaky it was cut out of the original TV airing and it's put in back oh, in the okay. in back the video in the Okay. so if you have the video the home video you're in for a treat there <laughs> <laughs> but so I thought they were they were uh, implemented well mm, for yeah. for this type of movie not I, I think they won't cut mustard in like a big theatrical blockbuster. But yeah, like who who, like who would win in a in a, a fight, them or stormtroopers? If they could hit anything. Well, <laughs> as, the first half of the movie, they were very accurate, and then the uh, second half—that's true. Huh? Convenience. <laughs> oh, I remembered. Okay, this was something off air, but I was telling Paul how they remind me of makeup or sort of the attributes of another like race. In something else, and all I could do was think of this one scene, but I couldn't place what movie it was. It's the Galaxy Quest aliens. They kind of oh. remind me of a more more brown version of them. They for didn't some have reason. a tenna, though. A I know. Well, I know that. I'm just saying their face looks similar. That's all. And to me, they look like decaying Planet of the Apes characters. Oh, they do look like that, too. Yes. Yeah. Like hairless. Yeah, yeah. Good point. But anyway. Uh, let's go back to Travis with something else you liked. Having a somewhat frequent memory of Caravan of Courage, I like there seemed to be some continuity between them um, and some spiritual overlap in the sense of always wandering or frequently wandering out and getting into trouble at night. <laughs> you like that? I count it, Yeah, it was fun. It, it moves felt, the story along. It felt like it was the same film. Like, like oh yeah, this should yeah. be where she goes yeah. and leaves. Oh, she's, yep, there's her, she is wandering outside. <laughs> oh, and she, now she got captured. Uh, I counted four times, which I think that's about the same as Caravan. So. Really I'd great. agree that that was consistent. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Paul, why don't you give us one more thing you liked, and then we'll move into the uh, the other rest of us. I thought it like was this. so helpful this time around after watching Caravan of Courage that Wicket knew more English, and it, instead of trying to read mm-hmm. subtitles or um, he, it was broken English, but he knew a lot more of it. So I thought it helped move the story uh, mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I mean. Did you guys feel like, would you agree, or did you feel like it took you kind of out of the movie that Wicked seemed to be more Star English uh, fluent? Star I felt like it was about the same for oh, okay. me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it made it maybe like less annoying. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I, I didn't really notice it one way or the other, but I was curious if that... If you watch have... them back to back, you will. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't know if it was off-putting to anyone else. Like, mm. this seems like, come on, you shouldn't be, be this... Well, well first in English. English. Well, it is six months after. Okay. So. And I guess Sindel's been with Pim potentially for a while. And right. I guess immersion programs, you could probably be pretty good after six months. All right. Fine. So, so would they have learned more language too from when the like Leia and Luke were there for Return of the Jedi? Y- y- or, or does that happen? Is that different timeline? I feel like they're not there very long though. Like no, but well, see, days. according to the sources, this is supposed to take place before Luke and Leia. So, and they knew no English at that point. What <laughs> in Return of the Jedi? So maybe I don't know how far after it's supposed to take place, but maybe Wicket forgot all his English training. <laughs> I guess that could be. Yeah, I mean, how long do Ewoks live? No, it's still the same Wicked character. I know. Oh, you how mean like it we... could be like three hundred years yeah, later? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and after that, I would forget English too. Okay. Weird point, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, maybe I'm just frozen on Hoth and I wake up later, but then enjoy your snow (laughs) cones. Whatever. Classic makers. I'll start us off. Actually, I I was making a bit of a ruse. I thought Teak was really great. Uh... I I loved how he was, yeah, this fast little white-haired creature and his fun scene, a new character that had this sort of power that you didn't really expect to see. And it wasn't an overwhelming power that, like, yeah. oh, he can destroy the whole... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just, like, another, I mean, essentially another type of Ewok alien where right. it's just something to look different. It actually does different things. And yeah. Different it place, looks like so. it's an entirely different creature. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I, I assume it is a different, entirely different creature. I'm yeah. just saying it's not an entirely different creature that adds no extra value, essentially. Oh, or I no see. extra skills. I see. Oh, like, when, he was clever and mm-hmm. thoughtful. Yeah, totally. He would he would be a character I would love to see come back in the future Star Wars movies. Like, or that yeah. that race or that particular character. Either. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I would not mind it at <laughs> all. Maybe I could speed you would, up. You my would what? <laughs> he's going so fast. He's tiring me out. That's oh. what's happening. Uh, Danae, what's your classic maker? Um, my classic maker was, I thought the production quality on this one was actually a lot better than Caravan of Courage. Oh, in I, what way? I, well. Do you know who the production designer on this was? Oh, Jen. you know, it's just in my wheelhouse that I keep track of those <laughs> types of details. I happen to just read this. I oh. didn't know it offhand. But uh, Joe Johnson, who went on to direct The Rocketeer, Captain America, what? the first Avenger. Was he on the Caravan of Courage? I don't know. I just saw that. <laughs> he was the. <laughs> I, I just happen to know everything about this. Except, except for this that. one relevant. That could help our conversation. <laughs> Quick, I'll somebody say, look at I'll say no. Just as a. I mean, I got a 50 50 shot, right? Uh, but. Um, the reason I knew that was because I was reading, as I was reading trivia, apparently Wilford Brimley would not, didn't like the directors, the Wheat Brothers. I assume they're brothers. Ooh. Uh, and so Joe Johnson had to direct him during his scenes, which is weird. But That's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, Travis, what's your oh, classic name? I didn't get it Wait, why production I like designer was Joe Johnson? Yeah. 
He also was the production designer for of Ewok Adventure, Caravan of Courage. Oh, cool. So he well, that improved. Makes sense. Yes, gotcha. he did improve. No, oh, yes. I you were talking about how you thought why, projection Yeah, why I liked it better. Yeah. So I thought the specifically Noah's house was a lot better. That's mm-hmm. true. I thought some of the character design, because I remember in Caravan of Courage, one of the problems that I had was some of the Ewok costumes just looked really cheap. Yeah. And I felt like, it, I mean, it still looked like a made-for-TV movie, mm-hmm. but... It looked like they stepped it up, oh, like in some of the costuming and some of the effects, and even true. the cinematography. And even yeah, the uh, I, I, agree. I, I, I now we sort of had this shared memory that this Noah's starship looked like a Millennium Falcon, right? Shared by some, but not by all. <laughs> did you not feel that way? No, I did not. Oh, okay, shared by us three. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> you and me, Francis. Oh, jeez. Okay, shared, <laughs> half of us <laughs> shared by the the right minded people in this. Uh, podcast. Oh. You're just on the right side of the table. Anyways, <laughs> I think my brain left. <laughs> Depends on your own point of view. Uh, so, I thought the reason that okay, the reason maybe Travis and I thought it was a Millennium Falcon because when they go inside and it all lights up, it looks like the inside of a, a is it a Carillion, Cerulean cruiser. Is that the type? Carillion, Carillion, oh, which is what back. the Millennium Falcon is, and it. I wonder if that's, no, that's why. that's a piece of junk. I wonder if that's why I thought it was a Millennium Falcon type ship because the inside looked very much like that. Um, but it, yeah, the projection design that was beautiful. I was very impressed with how that looked. I even remember spe- like a few specific scenes where I'm like, that was actually really good camera shot. It w- didn't mm-hmm. seem like it was all right, just mm-hmm. you know, plain shots for made for TV movie. There was some actual artistry that seemed like it was going into it. Totally, so I was I was a lot more impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis, what was your classic maker? And then we'll get to the things we didn't like about this film. Um, that was a tough one for me, but I think it was uh, just some of the like uh, Noah's cranky one-liners that he had out there. Like, take that, you big, tall lemmix, or get out of here, you filthy beggars, when he was really wanted to help uh, uh, Wicked and uh, Sindel. Yeah. You know what? That actually transitions perfectly into my, something I didn't like. And I felt like... He so Wilfred Brimley's character, no, it was just so wishy washy. Either be cranky or don't be cranky. Why are you? And he, he would, it's not like, oh, they eventually win him over. I mean, they do in a way, but it's like, he's like, no, get off my property. Okay, you can stay the night, but you have to get out later. I can't believe you're back. Oh, okay, it's okay. Don't worry about that. You can have my bed. He doesn't want to let I'm, him too close in because he's already lost. Then don't his let friend. him close at all. Well, some people have better character than you. I mean, no, I mean better, worse character than you. Which is it? Which do you really mean? Worse. No one, not many people are as consistent as you can be. Can you just give me a straight answer? Which, certainly. What was the question? Is there anyone else in this house? No. Why are you talking about Clue in the middle of an Ewok podcast? (laughs) I don't know, Darius. Let's go back. (laughs) Or not back. How about Travis? Let's like sort of ricochet back through you. What was what? What was something else? What was something you didn't like? Uh, something I didn't like. I didn't have. A, I had a hard time reconciling some of their decision making processes. Like mm. we're running through the woods. Hey, let's go on this exposed cliff face. They'll never be able to see us or shoot at us here. Uh, or <laughs> right. also, uh, let's escape this wagon, but not pry another board out to let my family come <laughs> with me. So some things like that. Or let me drop this rock on the pterodactyl creature's head, especially so that that. he will drop Sindel when I am well above the creature and have no realistic shot of saving Sindel. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, Danae, was there any logical misgivings you had about this film? Actually tied into one of the exact scenes yeah. with the paragliding rescue uh-huh. where the the rock was dropped and he dropped Sindel and I'm like, all right, gravity's taking effect. And apparently he can beat gravity with his paraglider. Oh, yeah. yeah. Suspended disbelief. <laughs> I, uh, that, I have you not. That was a that. little bit far-fetched for me. Indeed. They taught MacGyver and gravity. <laughs> <laughs> like, she had a secret flying squirrel suit? I don't know. Yeah. Was there something else you you in particular didn't like, though? Mm, I had that one as a oh, okay, one. Okay, perfect. Yep. Uh, you know what? I'll go back to me. Uh, something else I didn't like about this film, 
And it's it's weird, even though we talked about how the production design improved, I felt even, I mean, certainly compared to Return of the Jedi, but also even compared to Caravan of Courage, I felt like Wicked's, Wicket's eyes in this were so much more unexpressive and just dead dead looking. I didn't Did notice either of you, that. I mean, I felt like they were just there, like they were just glass eyes in a puppet. They weren't, they didn't feel like it was a living creature. I think I'd have to go back and compare. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's possible. Fine. I just or maybe they're always could, dead. Or you could just take my word for it yeah. and agree with me. But I'm bum. <laughs> what? Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, I but don't you even, don't have to take my word for it. I don't. Even, I've See, I've seen reading you. Much Rainbow. Much better inflection there. But I don't remember that part. <laughs> take a look. It's in, it's a, in book. a book. <laughs> reading Rainbow. Paul, why don't you give us something you don't like? Talk about production quality. I thought uh, the fish animals that they were riding horses. With the tiny T-Rex arms? Yes. I thought they were creative in design, but I thought having it at 15 frame stop motion detracted from the overall quality. Mm -hmm. So if they could have stepped that up and have it make it move a little more smoothly, a little more realistic, I think could have really helped a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll tag on to that too. Uh, the yokes that they like hitched onto him to pull the wagon was like <laughs> on their tails. I'm like, how is that not falling off? Is it bolted through their bones? These guys are serious. <laughs> oh my gosh. They have a lot of backbone. <laughs> Tailbone? Fishbone? Funny bone. Uh, not. <laughs> Danae, what's something else you don't like? Uh, let's see. I, it's kind of just a specific scene, but I really didn't like how Mason, his mom, died so anticlimactically. Oh. Yeah. It just seemed like and that. sort of off camera, right? Yeah. Well, just that's, an explosion. that's, well, you don't want to see them die. Oh, I do. Well, children don't, and this is made for kids <laughs> on TV. Yeah. And how do that, I know they're actually dead then? Because the lights go off on Sindel's Fitbit. Oh, oh, what, what if, the, what if those really lights sad. just yeah. went dead? Because I mean, her and her dad's lights were still, still on. on. No, but I mean, you. I mean, look, look. There, I have this light fixture up here. One of them's dead. Yes. The other three are on. Isn't that this sad? Is special technology. <laughs> it happened off screen too. <laughs> I just felt like, why? I mean, I know why they did it because we talked about the character yeah. continuity mm. and bringing them back. But it was like they were there for about thirty seconds, yeah. just to kill them off so that yeah. she could become an orphan. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't seem like they had anything else to it no no but it adds drama to her story and uh, and sadly that does happen with families they sure killed by weird creatures on the moon of endor <laughs> all the time yeah. it's, when you're it's just an trying epidemic, to go back really. to go to school yeah you know what is interesting though that i read that um lucas george lucas was uh wrote the story for this that the brothers then directed and made the screenplay from mm-hmm. and he said he uh based it on the movie heidi that he had just seen about an orphan girl uh-huh. meeting an old guy uh-huh. <laughs> and so he said okay wow. in order to make her an orphan we got to get rid of her family <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> yeah. Audience are, audiences are totally into these orphan stories. Let's yeah. make her an orphan. With wow. a cranky old man. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, for kicks. Uh, Travis, what's something? What's one more thing you didn't like? So that also, again, tagging on to Paul, um, I felt like this, the interactions when the, once they met Noah and Teak and just hanging in around the house kind of seemed too drawn out. Like they were... A, it was maybe like one or two scenes too long. Like, yeah, yeah he yeah, took him in. Okay, yeah. let's go find the family. I, but it was kind of trying to build this maybe relationship that didn't really play out. I don't know. I think I can agree with that. Yeah, I wonder if this resulted from the same thing that uh, plagued the first Caravan of Courage, the Ewok adventure movie. I think there's only one Caravan of Courage. Sorry, the first Ewok movie, Thank the you, Caravan yeah. of Courage. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Is that it was originally... <laughs> supposed to be that like second an, caravan that's where things have really happened it was originally supposed to be like an hour-long tv show but then they stretched it to a two hour yeah so they may have had that similar problem here where they needed to stretch if they did they did a much better job this time <laughs> yeah. but i agree those scenes were could have been uh cut yeah uh let's go ahead and go to our tragic makers now uh Paul, why don't you kick us off? I thought um, that this movie suffered from a lot of uh, 
noticeably blue screen uh, scenes. Some of the special effects were unfortunately noticeable compared to today's and maybe mm-hmm. even back then. I don't know. Do you, Return of the Jedi has been remastered so many times it's hard to yeah. tell. Do you recall? I don't. I know there were. I don't remember any specific ones. Do you, can you recall any? Yeah, like when Sindel's falling, it could be a rag doll there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there were several ones. Uh, there was one scene where she's looking down the ship as Noah's trying to fix it. Uh-huh. She turns around and asks Noah a question. And it's obvious that that black line around her head is is there for special effects reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, that it mm-hmm. wasn't a good special effect. Got it. So... Um, unfortunately, today's mind, our trained eye, mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit sensitive to that. Indeed. So the production quality, as good as it was, still yeah. isn't good enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Sheesh movie. Get right. <laughs> Travis, what's your class? Or Tragic Maker. I was torn between two on this one, but I guess I'll, I'll go with uh, my original gut feeling on it. Um, just the, the place that the villains lived didn't seem like it really fit in with the Camelot. world. Yeah, it was like this giant elaborate castle with like multiple stories and dungeons. And what what are you doing today? <laughs> just looking at me. Um, yeah, it just didn't seem like it fit in with the Endor Forest world very well. They didn't seem like craftsmen, and yet there's this elaborate stone castle. It's like, hey, something's not uh, Maybe they took in. over. I was going to say, maybe I'm, that just struck me. Maybe they, because they, they are sort of a barbaric race. I wonder right. if they kicked out or, yeah. Killed her. Or that other oh, race left. Or maybe the the crow lady, maybe her people were there, and she was so like, don't kill me, don't kill me, that they kept her around because she had some powers. I think but she's But her human. people were there. <laughs> the humans were there. What humans turn into crows, Paul? No, with the ring she could. Without the ring she couldn't. Oh, well, okay, fine. But this is this takes place a long time ago in galaxies far far away One i don't think they're humans rule them all to change them all <laughs> anyway so it's i'm, I'm loss, curious right? if it was maybe her people that they all killed maybe. but she just wanted to live so bad that humans have been known to build castles and things so maybe maybe <laughs> can't see this listeners but i'm totally just glaring at paul <laughs> right now uh i thought in i'd let you know time. that in real time exactly uh, Paul, uh, let's see. No, Danae, what's your tragic maker? The thing you hated most about Battle for Endor? I was just glaring at Travis during his input because it was very tied to some comments that I made during watching a Battle for Endor. But, uh, why my, are you stealing things, though, Travis? Because, uh, hey, did you if steal it's true, it's true. Danae's uh, thought just like these uh, enemies stole that castle from the crow people. It could be, you never know. You're just drawing conclusions all over the place. <laughs> Plead the fifth, quick. Stole it from the crow people. <laughs> yeah. That's canon now. So, they, that's what happened. Canon. They stole it from the crow people. All right. So tying into that, yes. my tragic maker was I did not like the character continuity, at least the type oh. of character continuity in this movie. And it would be one thing if in Caravan of Courage they had, you know, they can create whatever monsters they want to. Mm-hmm. In this one, it was just seemed very far fetched that there was an entirely separate race of creatures outside of the Ewoks, outside of the original monsters and mm-hmm. creatures from the, mm-hmm. from Caravan, and their weird castle structure that literally nobody would have noticed, and they weren't addressed at all, and it didn't seem like any of these characters were from the same universe, even yeah. though they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So they have weird crow, raven, lady, whoever, who has some magic, who wears like a medieval type costume, and mm-hmm. there's Lady Godiva that she turns into. And, you know, just and like, they have a horse, apparently. Like, just, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just didn't seem like the types of characters that were in this movie really tied together as well. Where did yeah. the horse get the ring to change? I know the yeah. girl had the magic. <laughs> I think the power just sort of um, goes to whoever you're yeah, that's necessary for the script. Exactly. <laughs> My horse. Yeah, that's a really excellent point today. I, I feel like there there wasn't anything that really was cohesive about all the creatures. Right. Giant moon. <laughs> yeah. We even talked Dancer. about that, I think, in the last in yes. Caravan, where mm-hmm. we're like, it's this whole moon, and apparently there's this monster, and they, had, I mean, they did journey pretty far mm-hmm. to to go defeat the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, how did they not come across any of these creatures in any of that journeying? It just yeah. didn't make sense. I figured it out. It's between see these Ewoks killed all these other creatures, Ooh, so wow. that by the time 
the the like Luke and Leia show up with Han Solo. The Ewoks have taken over, and now it's a whole forest. The whole moon is a forest. That's because they forest of moon of Endor. instead of Skywalker Ranch. Yes. I thought you said okay. this happened after. No, this happens before. According to the timeline, it happens before. And because Wicked is 300 years old, that gives plenty of time for, for the Ewoks to... English. Yes. No, is I was he 300 say, years old? No. We it's canon just... now. We talked about that. <laughs> I remember, but what anything, is an Ewok lifespan, really? Anything we say on this podcast becomes <laughs> canon. <laughs> All right, George. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's a cranky old man they can meet and kill off everybody. <laughs> Francisco has spoken. Exactly. Um... Yeah, so there's time to plant all those trees across the whole moon. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll go ahead and end up with the thing I hated the most about this movie. And it's it's on par with, I mean, you guys have all kind of touched on it, but the monsters, the bigger monsters seem very Harry, Harryhausen, stop motion. Harry, Harry. Sorry, what? <laughs> That's why I said Harryhausen. All right. Uh, all right. You which, asked the question, so before you get into that. Okay. The Ewoks reach maturity around the age of 14, and their lifespan, bearing unfortunate accidents, <laughs> can live up to 60 to 70 years old. So okay. I feel, like, I feel like we're not reforesting wait, a moon in wait, that time. Wait, wait, wait. That's based on the solar cycle for Endor. We don't know what that translates oh, into. To hard. That's oh. because that is a galaxy you far, far away. I think that somebody has converted that for us no so i'm converting now then you're underestimating the star wars fans out there (laughs) plenty of time 300 earth years okay anyway so sorry to interrupt what you were saying but yeah thanks for that paul you're welcome uh yeah the i feel like i i don't i felt like the monsters weren't to the quality i expect from lucasfilm i mean i don't care if it's made for tv you have this expectation Mm -hmm. because of the properties you made and the excellent work you've done in them to like maintain that standard i feel like so uh i just i wonder why they couldn't have either i mean i feel like they did a a very decent job with that pterodactyl creature when it was the close-ups and you could tell it was a puppet yeah it just really was uh a stark a stark change when they went to stop motion it didn't feel like it was well done or it was rushed or something it just didn't feel like up to Lucasfilm quality. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. Especially if they have that technology, and it's mm-hmm. like they were using it very, I mean, close in the actual movie production. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they wouldn't just leverage from that if they're trying to keep it feeling the same for all the fans that are seeing these movies. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand, but so it is, and so has been our entering of our. Firing trajectories into the targeting computer. Now, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Yeah, just like that. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. How do we rate uh, the battle, or just battle for Endor? Ewoks, Ewoks battle, colon, colon battle, battle for Endor. Thank for you. Endor. The yes. entire planet of Endor is at stake <laughs> because of this one battle. Apparently, uh, see, they killed the giant before, so the balance of power has shifted. Now, now that's why there's a battle for the whole world. Because who knows? There could was, be an entirely different race on this planet that we don't even know about because it was never made into a movie. Exactly. Yeah, that Not could yet. be. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Come on, the Ewok Adventure Three. Make it a trilogy. Of- have you guys seen the Ewoks cartoon back in the no, 80s? I've seen clips. Because this is supposed to take place after that. Oh, you really? know, okay. it, it, Yeah, so I was just curious. Anyway. D- doesn't C-3PO and R2-D2 come and stay That's with in them the, the cartoon droids. I don't know. I haven't seen all the episodes oh, okay. of the Ewoks. But now I'm kinding, kind of wanting to with that question. Just to see if C-3PO shows up. Oh, okay. R2. That'd be interesting. Uh, but anyway, do we rate Ewoks colon the battle for Endor? Uh period no, no period, period. <laughs> a classic we'd recommend anyone go out and see this whether or not you've seen it before in nostalgic it's only worth re-watching it's not worth watching for the first time or a tragic uh we'd recommend no one watch this whether or not you've seen it before uh let's begin with Danae. how do you rate Balfour Andor? 
I I was a little bit torn, and I think how I, are you okay? Ouch. Nothing's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I think I I changed my mind a couple times, but I'm uh-huh. gonna go with nostalgic. Oh, okay. Um, just and, and maybe it's in comparison to Caravan of Courage. Uh-huh. Um, I think because it was a lot better done. If somebody had seen it growing up, I think it's still entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. It's not painful. <laughs> As painful. As painful as Caravan of Courage. Because it is painful moments. Yeah. I I wouldn't quite call it a tragic, but close tragic. Mm. I would would stick with nostalgic. That's a really good point. Yeah. Sorry. What you just said is now making me question my ratings. So that's why I'm I'm sort of contemplative over here. (laughs) Travis, how do you rate this movie? Well, I was definitely thinking going in that was going to be solidly in the tragic camp. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was kind of f- the, the various parts that I did remember watching. It was kind of fun to see it again. So yeah. I, would ha- I would have to go with nostalgic mm-hmm. um, versus the like laugh track quality of <laughs> Caravan of Courage. <laughs> and Paul? Oh, like so Travis, I, w- I was going in this with a, probably a, we didn't go over our predictions. We didn't. Oh, I well. predicted that this movie would be tragic, and but I enjoyed seeing this movie again with Teak, and it's just like, oh, I remember this. It was so cool. I'm like, yes, yes, okay. And so, but it's not. Unfortunately, it's not a classic. I would have to go with nostalgic. If you enjoyed this before, I think if it's been a long time, you might enjoy seeing it again, <laughs> knowing that it is not a great like high quality caliber film yeah so like two times in a year is good value for that or <laughs> you know what i was not i i happened to watch this twice because it just happened to to turn out that way um for the podcast but um i did not mind watching it a second time this okay yeah all right well, for me, I I was getting very sleepy-eyed during the end of this movie. It was late and you were on your phone. <laughs> I was not on my phone toward the end. And I was keeping my notes you on my phone. You didn't even see Teak break his arm. <laughs> hey, that was at the end. To be fair, I missed that detail and I was watching. Yeah. I'm just telling you, yeah. people. I'll pay attention next time. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's put it on right now before Francisco <laughs> gives us his final. <laughs> But even with that, I you know I would say you guys are right that it was it was a lot of fun getting to see these things what you saw again, and it it did bring back like oh yeah I remember really liked it I mean I even got excited about this one scene you guys were all there because we watched it together <laughs> when they when they showed this grappling hook and the gun that was going to fire and I'm like oh yeah I remember this something's really cool going to happen with this and I got all excited it about shot it shot up in the air. <laughs> by me <laughs> and uh, it was so there was something of recapturing your childhood and so i think that doesn't necessarily happen to me for a lot of movies um even especially ones i fall asleep during so i am gonna rate it nostalgic also so you know what so according to the retro rewind podcast we rate ewoks colon the bow for endor a Unanimous, I think, right? Yeah. A unanimous nostalgic movie. We'd recommend you watch this again if you remember liking it or remember watching it, period, as a kid. Yeah. And maybe had some fun. If you hated it as a kid, I guess. You or if you never it. watched it, go ahead and pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. real quickly, before we move on. Yeah. I've got it. Now, this is at the time of this recording, um, Last Jedi has not come out yet. Um, but the force awaken has so that's between episode seven and eight correct correct all right there is a fan theory that sindel goes on and actually becomes the oh, silver yeah. stormtrooper yeah yeah what's her name uh fans uh, yes and i love pa- this phasma th- phasma i think phasma? i think it's phasma yeah. i love this theory because in the movie she said oh we have to go to school and learn grown-up things if she's good which is a well-established thing if there is a well-established era it's going to be by the Empire. Ah. So if when she goes out and finds out that these little, like, 
team of rebels uh-huh. have like kind of destroyed the empire, I think she would join that cause because that's what her family and everything is from. Well, also she's huh. an orphan exactly. and is taken back. Oh, yeah. yes. Better to fit in. Yes, in with like a group of stormtroopers. Yes, so the Ewoks can't be three hundred years old in order for this to happen. <laughs> bum, bum, but I love that fan theory that Sindel goes on to become cool. And yeah, okay. Wait, but I thought you said this took place before it takes um, place. Return bef- of the Jedi, right? It doesn't say how long before. Yeah, it still could work. Okay, all right. That would be cool, though. To yeah, see and we could potentially get Teak then. Yeah, maybe she goes back to visit. Maybe she goes back oh, no. to visit <laughs> FFF gonna... time. Oh, this is fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous <laughs> on a movie that no one's seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool if. Like she maybe has a change of heart, realizes what's happening, or has a, a moment of doubt similar to how um, uh, Finn, yeah, uh-huh. Finn yeah. has it, and she decides to travel back to her a planet she remembers home being Endor, and finds Teak similar to how Luke flies and finds Yoda, mm. um, even though she knows Teak. Yeah, and then do we find out that Teak is actually a yoga? He's actually yoga. A no, yoga? Yeah. He's actually <laughs> a Jedi pose. master. No, he's oh. actually Harry from the Harry and Hendersons. Yes. He's a he's, he's grown a up into a big Sasquatch. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he's baby Harry. <laughs> well, but maybe he's force sensitive enough to let her know you are on the wrong path. You need to find the. Are they called rebels? I forget in Force Awakens. Or what's what's the, Resi- what's the resistance? Resistance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, anyway, yeah. I think that'd be just cool. Yeah. I, think, I think taking Teak's character and having him be like the force of wisdom would be a bit of a stretch. Yes, he's not, that's not his character. <laughs> no. All right, that's fine. like but Jar be, Jar with him yeah, almost. It would be funny, but I feel like him being like, "No, you're on the wrong path." <laughs> to to uh, Captain, come on, Chaz, guys, it's, it's three hundred years later, and so he doesn't grow that. No. Oh yeah, I guess he doesn't. He, he just emotes. Offer yeah. some muffins. <laughs> yes. No. Those muffins no are muffins delicious. For you. <laughs> You're evil. I wanted to eat some of those. If George was still directing, though, that would put 100% happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, my. Anyway, cool. thanks for sharing that, Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, we don't have any announcements because, again, this is a backup slash special episode we're releasing. Uh, but I do want to say, as always, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote to vote up and down the movies you want us to cover. We love that we get to be directed by our listeners, and so go and be a part of that if hey, you haven't yet. If George Lucas is a listener, can we be directed by him? I suppose <laughs> in a roundabout way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now we're going to get to no feedback. In, oh, that was an announcement. That's right. Uh, and Paul, since we don't know when this is coming out, we don't have any information on our next uh, episode so, so I stay tuned and find out we'll be releasing out. one soon you can find uh let's go around and say where we can find us online and if there's anything we'd like to promote so thank you paul as always oh sure awesome you're an awesome friend awesome co-host awesome having you here in yeah, the same I'm room i'm excited to this. be here this has been great this has been great uh, where can people find you online, Paul? Apparently sleeping on a fan Francisco's couch. Oh, wait, that you said online. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the digital couch. Yes. This, this couch is part of the digital couch. You can find it here. online at franciscoscouch.com. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, you can find me, that Paul J. Powers, at pauljpowers.com, where I have all my social media links, and you can contact me through the site or through those links. And the site's working now, right? It has been for a while. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. As of, yeah. as of when this is airing. Absolutely. <laughs> almost. <laughs> we'll see. Very cool. So thank you, Paul. And thank you to uh, our returning regular guest hosts. For Star Wars. For, well, <laughs> yeah, for Star Wars, I suppose, but all, other things too. Danae and Travis. Danae, where can people find you online? Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Sweet. That's basically it. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Not I don't know why I'm making this face. You just, your face made me think to do this. I have nothing to promote. <laughs> Listeners can't see your face, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Imagine Blue Steel. I'm explaining <laughs> to Danae. Uh, okay. Travis, what's not new on your tube? What am I saying? I'm tired, apparently. Go home, Francisco. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm slowly going off the grid, so if you can oh, really? find me online, good oh, luck. it's um, a challenge. No, not really. Um, oh. Facebook, I guess. Oh, okay. um, Promotion. So at the time of recording, uh, we've had lots of hurricanes, fires, bad stuff. So just mm-hmm. encourage everybody, get an emergency kit together, get some water. You never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, take care of yourself. What was very that your serious. idea? No, I'm just oh, okay. very no. Oh, sorry. My wife's mocking me for caring about people's safety. How it's dare good. you? <laughs> you know, if Noah had so an emergency weird. kit hidden in his friend Salik wouldn't be stranded there, maybe. That's true. Maybe, maybe. Uh, if they had an extra power, power supply. Supply, yeah. yes. Magic. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. to bring a power supply. <laughs> Cricket, cricket, cricket. I've never <laughs> heard cricket so loud. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. And thank you, the listener, so much for listening. Whether you're doing push-ups right now or doing dishes, going to work, or whatever you're doing, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, and if you're not a patron, that's do it, okay. Do it now. Continue to listen without supporting the show. But if See, you want yeah. to support the show, that would be really uh, an amazing thing. It helps us in making more content, making better content, doing things like getting Paul up here to Portland. It, yeah. it makes a big difference. So go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support if you'd like to consider supporting us uh, via Patreon. And uh, you also get access to lots of bonus content. Yeah, too. I was just about to say, there's tons of bonus content. Yeah, almost tons. Even what, when <laughs> Paul's up less. here, we've been making literally tons. We <laughs> literally less than tons. Sorry, since we've been up here, yes, we've been making a lot of bonus content. Yeah, we've made a commentary so far. We yeah. have made a watch through of DuckTales. Well, the original 1987. Yes, Duck that tales. version. We are we're listening to a fire crinkle in the background. It's it's lovely. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's guys. In stereo now. Oh wait. Never mind. It feels so cozy. Oh my gosh. But thank you so much for listening. And like a Pokemon, we'll catch y'all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Did you guys want some ice cream or some apple? Oh, pie? get out of here, you little beggar! <laughs> Diabetes! <laughs> oh, we just stop it with that.